Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Belly to Belly. And today we are really privileged. We've got a great friend, Matthew Sawyer with us, and he just released a wonderful book called Make It in America, How International Companies and Entrepreneurs Can Sus Successfully Enter and Scale in the US Market. So welcome, Matthew, it's great to see you. Well, thank you, Bill, and it's, it's uh, wonderful to talk to you and all of our friends with uh, SLP. Oh, that's wonderful. So, um, yeah, I have to ask, and, and I, I've certainly known that this book is coming out for a while. And um, so can you tell us a little bit about um, what motivated you to write the book? Well, I, I started, I, under, I found that there was this issue of problem was I was starting to help this French company come to the U.S. And that was about four years ago. And they had about 250 major clients in Europe and they came to the U.S., and they were struggling and we helped them in terms of identifying uh, the right markets, the, the, all of the various factors together. And that was able to get them up and running. And then later I did some work with the European American Chamber of Commerce and identified that this was a, a need. The U.S. market is one where companies want to come, but it's difficult. And so the book is really to help them be successful. Yeah, I suppose whatever market a company is coming from, uh, other than India and China, uh, pretty much the U.S. is bigger uh, and certainly bigger as from a consumer standpoint than than anywhere in the world. So, yeah, it just that size and complexity probably just add uh, a lot of challenge. But so kind of leading from that, um, you know, what as you and, you know, having read uh, some excerpts from the book, uh, the, you know, it sounds like you spend a fair amount of time talking about the challenges where, you know, kind of where companies really get, um, uh, you know, challenged in the process. But what are some of the top areas that you found that, that companies, uh, where they get challenged? Yeah, well, first, what I did was, is that I went out and I first did a quantitative research study and finding out some of the areas. And then I ended up um, interviewing people over 150 people in 40 different countries to understand in terms of what were their fears, what the needs were, and just, and some of the areas that identified were, you know, certainly in terms of, you know, financing and how are you going to properly finance, understanding the culture, um, understanding our legal system and our, our, you know, all of those in terms of just the complexity. Um, but the big thing in terms of why companies, and we might get into this later, is why companies were successful and others weren't, was putting together that product that was sort of matching that product market fit and then getting the you know, ones that were differentiated and then also highly valued by a really demanding American consumer base. Well, so it sounds like with the challenges also, uh, and, and maybe... Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this and let me know, but it sounds like also that somewhat the challenges are, are a bit situational. It, you know, what industry are you going into? Some industries in the U.S. are regulated in 50 states. Some are, are national in terms of their regulation. Some don't have regulation, but the kind of understanding specifically the type of business coming in, what stage they're at, what industry they're in, where they're going to be launching it sounds like to some degree identifies the specific challenges they're going to have or the things they should be aware of. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, to quote one of my uh, heroes in my life, uh, Red Auerbach, who was <laughs> coach of the, the Boston Celtics, who said there are no rules because every situation is different. But still with that, you really there's a basic in terms of learning and understanding and even knowing what what the right questions to ask are. And so that's what the book tries to to identify is, is that enabling people to sort of enter with eyes wide open. That makes a lot of sense. Well, any Red Auerbach quote is good with me. I grew up north of Boston, so uh, I'm in favor of that. So um, are there things as you did your research that surprised you, things you didn't expect? Um, I think that what really surprised me was is just in terms of in talking, and it was really encouraging talking mm -hmm. to people, either recent immigrants here, founders, um, and just in terms of how they found that Americans were um, on the most part, very helpful and tried to um, help them along the process. They met a lot of people that were rooting for their success. Of course, there were, you know, some obstacles and, you know, situations that came in. But for the most part, um, they really felt that Americans were very open to helping and wanting, you know, to bring in the best of what's around the world and bring it here to the United States. That's that's really interesting. It's funny you identify sort of people as a as a as a an important component because we we actually did when COVID started we did a virtual trade show um, that for Softland partners and it was really to help companies uh, entering North America and, and the U.S. in specific and. Um, as we interviewed founders, we had a kind of a main stage, we did a lot of interviewing of founders who had successfully entered the US. The number one thing, and this is completely unsolicited, but it, it was about 10 founders that we interviewed, the number one thing they said, 100% uh, of them said uh, that uh, was it the kind of key variable in their success was the network they created um, when, they, when they came in. It was the power of the individuals that whether it was rooting for them, gave them good contacts, good advice, any of those types of things. Uh, so it, it, I, it's good to see that those interviews uh, yeah. line up with, with what you found in your research. Yeah, and it sort of goes into the uh, part of the book also talks about culture and uh, different in terms of American culture versus other um, countries. Um, and one of the things is that we sort of have this win-win mentality, you know, mm -hmm. is, is we want to win, but we also want other people to win too. And, you know, having, you know, people that are come together on that joint venture, you know, is something that uh, that's very true here. So I actually just got an email this morning from somebody in the UK who uh, yesterday I gave them a referral to connect them to a resource. And uh, he said he was he was so grateful. He said it's so different in the US. He said, it, I, I feel like in the UK, it's like, I'm, I feel like every day I'm trying to climb Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, the, the example of this simple connection was enough to have him uh, go, okay, may, maybe it could be different um, somewhere else. So no, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's always, always interesting. Yeah, um, my, my, my thinking of why that is true is, is because there is such upside here. You know, there mm -hmm. is, you know, it's the largest market in the world. You know, there's huge potential in terms of with getting financing. There's, there's room for a lot of people to be winners. So we don't have that. Certainly it's a competitive market, but we also see that there isn't, um, you know, that there is this huge upside. 
we see abundance, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, kind of last topic area is around best practices and, and kind of, you know, are there some conclusions that you're able to draw from the research in terms of, um, you know, what are, whether it's kind of traits or variables you saw in the successful companies or, you know, things that you were able to draw that um, uh, are, you know, uh, are sort of a pathway for companies coming in to be successful. I, I'm imagining there's no magic wand or, or pixie no, but, dust. We, yeah, but I think but, that it's around doing, you know, doing the homework. And I, the, the president of the German American Chamber of Commerce was, you know, summed it up and sort of, you know, people need to do their homework. Mm -hmm. They need to come prepared. One of the things that I worked on with, with your group, the um, Softland Partners, was we put together a, a checklist, which is in the, in the book. And, you know, to identify, making sure that you see all of the variables you anticipate. Um, so that's really cr critically important. So it's doing the homework, being diligent, um, making those connections. And there's going to be, you know, stumbles, there's going to be some obstacles. Um, but, you know, to, to drive through them. And, you know, because success can happen at the end. It's just not always the easiest path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so having a plan uh, and and having uh, both, it sounds like uh, resilience and and uh, real good focus and fortitude yeah. kind of helps get through that. Yeah. yeah. How um, did people talk much about you know, kind of the the founding team or the you know uh, kind of who goes to the U.S. in in that respect? Um. Well, I think that it was certainly in, in terms of opening up in terms of culture. And, you know, the other thing was, is that, you know, making sure that one of the founders, you know, came here and was really committed to it. There's a, an example in the, uh, the book of a company, Rocked, which is an Australian company, um, and it's going public next week. It was just uh, valued at about over $2 billion. Um, but the founder um, came here after a couple of years because he said he knew that he needed to, to be fully committed and to build the team. Um, and that was really important. That's cool. Yeah, no, we see that at all, all the time as, as being a key variable, that, that commitment from the home company. One of the things we see, and I don't know if this came across in your research, but um, Normally we see, and this I think surprises a lot of international companies, but um, normally we see that by the third year of U.S. market entry, the successful companies, their U.S. operation, U.S. sales are normally larger than everywhere else they are in the world. Um, and obviously that's a very big generalization. We actually have a, a new client that reached that threshold at the end of their first year. So, I mean, they're, you can kind of go either way, but... Um, and, and I think, at least from what I've seen, that really surprises companies because they expect that wherever home, the home office is, will continue to sort of drive the business. And, and they're not ready for the idea that actually there's a, you know, there's sort of the tail is going to have a hard time wagging the dog at a certain point. And, and there needs to be sort of more infrastructural investment in the U.S. or at least a way to support a, a really ultimately a much what can be a much bigger enterprise. Um, yeah. But did you see any of that? Well, that's tr been true for a long time. It, um, I spent uh, seven years of my career at, at the company BIC, which mm -hmm. is Pens and Shavers, which is a French company. 
And the U.S. was the largest um, entity, and it was always a bit of a, uh, um, I don't know, sort of a friendly competition between the U.S. and the French um, in terms of the overall market penetration and growth and new products. So um, that trend is is true. And it's it, it partly is because we're the largest, you know, we've got the latest was like $25 billion, $25 trillion, uh, GDP, which is like $10 trillion more than the next one, which is China. Right. Yeah, even even just California is uh, the fifth largest. So yeah. it, by it by itself, yeah, I think Florida may be twelfth largest. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's it's crazy. Um, so, well, Matthew, this has been wonderful, and obviously, hopefully, it's inspired some folks to uh, to pick up your book, read it, and share it with others. Um, what's the best place uh, for folks to to pick it up? And we'll certainly put the appropriate links in the description below. But uh, which uh, where would you suggest people go? Well, there, you know, it's available at all, you know, the major um, booksellers, um, independent stores, um, Amazon, you know, all over. It's available now in January. It'll be available in Europe. Um, and also I have a website which has links to um, to all of the various sites as well as some excerpts and uh, testimonials and other goodies that are in on the website too. Cool. Well, we'll share the website and that I'm sure you're going to keep it up to date with uh, the European and, and uh, all the international outlets as, as they become available. So terrific. Uh, thank you excellent. very much. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you so much, Matthew. It's great. And uh, absolutely uh, good luck with the book sales. And uh, we'll look for we'll look for uh, version two or, or uh, uh, additional stories uh, to help uh, entrepreneurs coming into the U.S. Terrific. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. Bye now.